Welcome to the Not A Business Coach podcast for aspiring business owners, existing business owners, entrepreneurs, startups, whether your turnover is £500 or £1 million, this podcast is here to help you build, grow and operate your business whilst also making sure that you take time out not to burn out. Don't forget to join the Not A Business Coach Facebook group, subscribe to the YouTube channel and head over to petematheson.co.uk for more content because this, well, this is all for you. Welcome back to today's podcast. Today we are reinventing ourselves with a little structure for once, hopefully. Um, Instead of me rambling on for however long I fancy, I'm actually going to try and plan this so I've got some show notes written down. And um, today we're just going to talk about some of the things I've been doing recently, then chat about things, technology, people, stuff I've discovered that have helped me start my new businesses, uh, which I will talk about in a bit more. And we'll move on to today's topic, which is a short one about ethics. And then we're going to finish off with a focus on avoiding burnout, because I think that's really important to make sure we're addressing this in each and every episode. Because I know personally, as a business owner, it's only a matter of time before you burn out, particularly with the world as it is today and the stress on business owners. So um, with that, on to the first topic. I guess a bit of a personal update for me. Those of you who have been following me for a while and um, maybe I know you in person or you're watching on YouTube, you'll probably know most of this, uh, or at least some of this already. I used to run an IT company called Techers IT Solutions, and we sold that business in March 2020. Yes, we sold it before the pandemic. Literally, it was about a week or two before the uh, the UK lockdown. So we are very, very grateful and fortunate that uh, it kind of panned out that way. Since then, I have registered two new businesses. So I have um, Pete Matheson Limited, and that really was just my catch-all for, for everything going on. So I've done a bit of consultancy, some business coaching. I've done some video editing work, some marketing, graphic design, little, little bits and bobs. And I'm basically running all of that through the Pete Matheson uh, company just to make sure I've got something, a a vessel to deal with the financials. So that's kind of taking care of itself. And then the second business I've registered, which might be fairly obvious now, but is not a business coach uh, limited. And that is going to be what I'm going to start building up. I'm having a website built at the moment. So that's in the process. I also need to create a ton of content to go in there once the uh, the website platform gets up and running. So that's going to be my my next stage that I'm working towards, I think, at the moment. And then really, I'm just going to play it from there. I've got a few other business ideas that are going on, but, um, but legally speaking, I have registered those two businesses. Other things, kids are back at school. So Harvey, my oldest kid, is in school properly full-time so he's disappeared from uh, half eight until like two or three o'clock harper my youngest is in nursery we it's like three or four half days a week so again not not full-time but um grateful for the time off that's for sure and so that frees me up now to focus and erica my wife to focus on uh, what we're trying to achieve here and me with the business side of things and my wife is going to study um she's a student again which is fantastic because you get apple discount um for those of you who know like, my love for apple products um, if only they did a Tesla student discount, that would be incredible. In terms of the other stuff, we've just been trying to enjoy ourselves uh, a lot more. So we've made time for, for fitness in particular, and I'll come onto this a little bit more towards the end, but, um, but yeah, making time for fitness. There are multiple times a week now I go and play tennis at the, the local David Lloyd gym. Uh, we go running, we're making a huge use of our vitality uh, membership, which I'll talk about in just a moment. And, um, and yeah, it's just, uh, just a lot more relaxing and we're trying to now take the, take this life at a pace that we want to take it at. Um, rather than having the work stuff dictate what we're trying to achieve. So yeah, uh, on to the new stuff. And this is going to be a regular section we're going to have in each of our episodes now, hopefully going forwards, where I just talk about new stuff that I've seen. Uh, Maybe I'm using it or I've just kind of reviewed it or or just glanced at the news on it and uh, discuss it really. So the first thing here is, on a business note, is a product, a service, whatever you want to call it, called Toggle. It's T-O-G-G-L. And this is for you if you are 
needing to track your time. So with my new businesses, I'm trying to make sure I am uh, spreading myself evenly, but also I'm tracking my time for various projects. If I'm being paid to do some video editing work, I need to make sure that I'm tracking that time accordingly. And Toggle is fantastic for that. You can sign up. It's completely free to begin with and obviously get some limitations, but you can sign up. And then I have some... um, some hotkeys on my keyboard at my desk. So when I'm working on a particular thing, I can just tap that and it starts the timer. So I know exactly how much time I am spending on everything. And it can integrate in all sorts of things, invoicing systems and uh, all sorts of other things that I can't remember right now. But, um, but yes, if you are looking to track your time, then Toggle can be really, really handy. It built, it's uh, built in to your iPhone and Android devices uh, in a really clever way as well. So you can just very easily just kind of tap a button and it starts tracking time. Next thing, uh, more on the personal side of things, is our Vitality membership. I'm not sure if this is available outside of the UK, um, but you would have uh, thought there'd be something similar to it. But Vitality is a, I think it's health insurance we signed up for, but we also now have life insurance through uh, Vitality. So Vitality has a point scheme on it. The more points you get, the more things and benefits you get through Vitality. So what are those things? Those things are things like an Apple Watch, uh, an Amazon Prime membership, You can get discount on your Waitrose shops. You can get cinema tickets, vouchers, free coffees, all sorts of things. Generally, if you just stay on top of your fitness, and I think the idea is that you work out for half an hour every single day or or work out for half an hour five times a week, you will hit all of those points, the maximum amount of points you can get. And so at the moment, we literally have Apple Watch. Me and my wife have one of those each, which is free. I think you pay £99 uh, initially, and then it covers the future payments, the future finance payments as part of the Vitality membership. We have our Amazon Prime memberships for free. We're getting something like 40% back on our Waitrose shops. We're getting free cinema tickets, although don't really want to go to the cinema right now. Um, but there's a huge amount of uh, free stuff that you can get if you use your Vitality membership. So yes, for one, it's the life insurance and, and the health insurance. But number two, it's actually, if you make the most of it, it can be a fantastic resource for, for free stuff. And we all know how much I love free stuff. In business tech news, uh, we have, of course, the new Apple Watch. Nothing really any different than the uh, Series 5 Apple watch the series six watch just has the uh blood uh oxygen levels in your blood which is a little bit of an update i guess um but it's probably not really any different than the series five so i probably wouldn't go upgrading just yet if you happen to pay for it no iphone announcements just yet we're expecting some iphone announcements later this year which will be interesting to see with the iphone 12 microsoft also unveiled a microsoft fold device which is like a uh, a foldable phone which you can unfold into more of a tablet but then fold it up to be more of a phone that looks really interesting from what I've seen. It actually looks fairly usable. So that's going to be really interesting. Not not really for what it is now. Personally, I don't think it's really got much of a use case right now, but it just shows you the potential of what the world could have in the future. You know, next year's model could be so much better and integrate a lot more things with it. So that's worth having your uh, keeping your eyes out for. Something else I've found a love for actually, which is really bizarre given my entire background of running an IT company, is Google Meet. Um, in comparison to Microsoft Teams, Google Meet, Personally, I, f- I find it's fantastic because it runs in a browser and whenever I want to use uh, Microsoft Teams for a meeting, I click on the link. Microsoft Teams has to open up slowly, I would say, in comparison. And also Microsoft Teams just seems to have an issue connecting to my audio. My, my AirPod earphones seem to drop out quite often. Google Meet has been absolutely flawless. I've not had any outages or anything of the sort. Performance has been fantastic. Audio has been fantastic. And um, yeah, I, I just weirdly love Google Meet. So if you are looking for a... Um, a meetings platform and you're already a G Suite user and using Google Mail for your your mail, main kind of mail, then check out Google Meet because it is really, really good. Um, to the Office 365 users, I'm sorry, but you do not have Google Meet. I think you can sign up for a free account, actually. So if you did want to use it, you can sign up for a free account of Google Meet and carry on using that. 
Other tech, free agent. If you're a NatWest banking user, um, I've been banking with NatWest for my new businesses, but I'm also looking at um, uh, Starling, I think it is, because they do look to have some very uh, interesting banking offerings. But um, as part of banking with NatWest, you get a free free agent accounts. So that's kind of like a competitor to zero. So if you're using zero to do your online accounts um, and you're looking to save yourself 20 quid a month or so, then free agent is actually a good option for the smaller business. I would I would say that for the smaller business, agency workers, freelancers, those kind of things, which is kind of what I'm doing at the moment. And then new stuff update Oh, on Tesla. Let's just touch on that very quickly. So Tesla, the stocks for a start on Tesla have been ridiculous in the last six months and well since it began i think tesla is literally going to be the new apple or microsoft or both of those combined i would say and um there's lots of talk about tesla particularly they have a battery day coming up which is literally tomorrow i think yeah 22nd is tomorrow is battery day and um tesla is set to unveil great things or big things i think um elon musk has announced and the thing that many people miss about Tesla is that they are not just a car company. And this is what all the valuations seem to be based against. All of the uh, kind of stock market pickers are going, oh, it's, it's too overvalued. And that's because they're looking to compare it with the likes of, you know, Ford and GM and all of the big car makers. But actually, Tesla is not just a car maker. They make, they make energy and manufacture kind of energy storage. They're actually looking to offer energy tariffs um, they're becoming a finance company because they're looking to finance the cars themselves. Oh, oh, there's so much stuff that, that I read the other day. They're actually in, investing in medical supplies that they're basically looking to fight off, you know, COVID and cures. There is just so many things that they are looking into. The next thing, obviously, with Battery Day coming up, that I'm expecting and hoping they're going to announce uh, a dramatic reduction in cost and a dramatic increase in range. Not that anybody really needs more than three or four hundred miles to a charge. But it will help things out a lot because that is the one concern of people buying an electric car is, oh, it only does, you know, two or three hundred miles on a charge. And the answer to that is how often do you do more than two or three hundred miles in a day? Very rarely. But equally, if you had a car with you know, 600 miles range on it, then that would kind of cover that issue fairly well because you would literally not need to charge it in like a month sometimes. So that's going to be really interesting. So keep your eyes out for that. A quick cybersecurity tip here because I thought it would make sense to add in a bit of a, an IT techie tip, probably around cybersecurity each week, just to make sure you're protecting yourself and looking after all of your IT stuff. But this week's is to use a password manager, please. It, my wife does not use one and I'm still trying to get her to use one to this day. But if you can use a password manager, you can very easily have a unique password on every single website you visit, which sounds really complicated, or oh, it's a different password on every website. But literally, if I go and log into a website now, on my phone, on my Mac, wherever I log into, all it does is the password manager pops up and says, do you want to fill this one in? They go, yeah, that'd be really cool of you. And then it fills it in with a unique password that I've set for every single different website. So what that means is if one of those websites gets compromised, then I only have to change one password. Whereas if you are having the same password on multiple websites, you then need to go and reset the password on all of those websites because if your password gets leaked, then people and attackers and you know hackers, they will just take that same password and try and try your password combination in all sorts of websites online. They'll, they'll just use a, a program to go and automate things to try and find your ways in. And if they happen to get into... I don't know, say your your Argus account, you know, something as silly as that. Well, actually, Argus will probably store your credit card details so they could actually go in and start spending money on your credit card. Little things like that. And it can be fixed with something as simple as going to use a password manager. Um, I did a video of this on my YouTube channel, um, a, a huge password comparison, which is 
why I probably thought of using this topic this week. There are lots of options out there. My personal preference after a lot of testing is one password, which is a paid for option. I think it's something like $2.99 a month or or £2.99. There is a discount code. So if you go and watch the video on YouTube, there's a 20% off or 25% off link that will give you that discount for the next year. But um, 1Password is fantastic. If you are looking for a free alternative, then check out Bitwarden. So that's Bitwarden. That's got some really, really great features um, for free. And it's not quite as good a 1Password in my opinion, but it will do the majority of what you need it to do. So if you don't use one, look at Bitwarden or 1Password. Thank you. And on to this week's topic of all topics. And um, you'll, you'll probably see this in an upcoming video that's going to come out soon, but... I had a bit of an ethical uh, ethical conundrum. Uh, no, I, I had my ethics challenge recently. I just thought it was very important because over my years of running a business and also I've, I've been speaking to other local business owners and have discovered uh, this particular thing, which has really, really frustrated me. And that particular thing, I might as well address that because rather than being very... Um, very dubious and not actually telling people what I'm talking about. Um, there was a local IT business, uh, nothing to do with techers here. This, this is completely separate. There's a local IT business I was chatting to um, who offer IT support. You know, this is part of their business. And they were approached by another local business who does not currently offer IT support to say, I want to offer IT support to all of my customers. If I was to give you, you know, access to all my customers and basically refer you to all my customers and sell your products and services, can I take a 50% cut on your revenue? And what they would do is they would advertise themselves as offering IT support themselves. So they would go, we now offer IT support. Well, you don't offer IT support, you're outsourcing it, Um, which in itself is a bit of an ethical conundrum. That really, really annoyed me because after having worked so hard for the last decade to build up my own IT company, to see people taking advantage of these other smaller companies, thinking they can just run in and be like, oh, I've got loads of contacts and I've got lots of business for you, but I'm going to have 50% of it. It's not how it works. And and I definitely know, I'm sure we all know as IT business owners, there is not 50% of uh, revenue spare in in doing IT. I don't know what they think is involved in doing IT. It's not. It's definitely not as profitable as people seem to make out. And then the next kicker in terms of what happened here is that that same company were advertising on their own website that they were gold certified this, platinum certified that. We're a, a specialist partner on this. And you look up and they weren't actually even registered for a lot of those certifications, let alone a gold or silver or platinum or whatever it was. They weren't even registered with the likes of, say, even Microsoft. They were outright lying on the website. And it's really, really annoying. And it it pisses me off when I see people that are working hard, trying to make an honest living, doing the right thing, trying to just be nice. I think that's the whole thing. Just, Just trying to be nice in running your business and not going out there and going after people and going after other businesses. You see people that are being deliberately underhanded, deliberately lying to people, trying to kind of make their way through and and pretend that they offer this, you know, next generation service or what have you. And they don't. They're, they're just making it all up. Oh, that's, that's just a bit of a rant there, really. But I, I think when you are running a business, make sure that you can be wholeheartedly happy when you go to bed at night with what you've done that day, the decisions you've made. Are you comfortable that you took on that customer, you offer them that price. There's this whole range of ethical questions that that happen in business and in marketing that business as well. And that's, I guess that's where the lines might get a little bit blurred in all honesty. I think over the years, when you're marketing your business, obviously you have competitors in your local area, then yes, perhaps on your your Google AdWords or your, your Facebook ads or perhaps not on Facebook, but more on Google, you might be targeting your competitors' keywords. You know, if someone's typing in uh, your competitors' company names, 
into Google, you can actually make sure that your ads then show up above or below or wherever you want them to show up in terms of those listings. So, And I guess that is where the lines get blurred because there is a very, very thin line there between what is ethical and what is purposely going out there to, to target businesses. And I remember, because I made a mistake in my very early days of Google AdWords, and there was a way that you could run your Google Ads that would actually input the competitor's keywords into, say, like the title of your advert. So if somebody was searching for, you know, XYZ IT company, your advert would come up with the title of XYZ IT company. So you were almost pretending to be the other IT company, which then gets you a lot of clicks because people are clicking on you, thinking you're the competitor, but then they come to your website and great, they've landed on your webpage. You might be able to rope them in with some clever marketing or great graphic design or offers or whatever you might want them to do. But is it ethical? Probably not. What's more ethical and, and less of an issue is if you do the same thing, but you very clearly state that it's, you know, a different IT company or a different accountancy uh, practice. And if they're clicking on your advert, that's because they've actually seen it's a different company and might be interested. So that I think is probably where the line gets a little bit blurred. But um, but again, the question really comes down to, is it the right thing to do? And so if you are running Google ad campaigns, then just have a think about that when you're running them. You could probably target your competitor names, but just make sure you're being very clear about who your business is and, and, and what the name is. Because if you are pretending to be somebody else, much like the whichever the other, the other company was pretending to be an IT support company, that I think is just not ethical whatsoever. And it, it upsets me. <laughs> it upsets me personally. Um, but it also just makes me not want to trust anything they are then doing. That, you know, if, if you know somebody is is being unethical and lying or deceitful or or whatever they want, want to do, then you're probably not going to want to work with them, recommend them, because you know that everything they are doing, every business they work with, every service they offer, whatever they might be doing, is probably run in the same way with low ethical standards. And it seems really weird today to, to even have to talk about ethics. And it's just not right. It is just not right at all. So yes, I feel like I'm rambling on ethics. Please be nice. Um, I fed up with people not being nice. So please be nice. <laughs> and we'll crack on. And we're going to move on now. So we're going to talk about avoiding burnout. And this is because as a business owner myself, a previous business owner and a couple of businesses now, but obviously not as stressful nowadays, is that I understand burnout. I've experienced burnout multiple times. And I think it is very, very important to address this in every single episode we do, because it is very, very difficult, particularly now with the pandemic. Everyone is working longer hours, struggling perhaps to run their small businesses, trying to make them grow, maybe trying to replace lost revenue from customers who aren't buying or customers who aren't coming in to visit them. Maybe they're losing revenue because their own customers have gone out of business, so they're trying to replace that with other business. So it's a very, very stressful time for a lot of people, I imagine. Uh, There are still limited business owners and many, many people that have had zero financial support throughout all of this. Good old Rishi telling people to go and eat out, but not actually giving people actual support is just a bit ridiculous. So in terms of avoiding burnout, my recommendations and and from my own personal experiences is that taking time out and and scheduling time to not do work. And the ways I've done that in these last few weeks and months is I go and play tennis a few times a week. It doesn't have to be that many times. I'm obviously Uh, still in slightly leisure mode as well as work mode, but having some regular time out every single week. So I go play tennis at the local David Lloyd gym. I do that in the middle of the day sometimes, uh, which is a really interesting crowd because I think I played tennis with some old dears um, about 10 o'clock in the morning one day. So (laughs) it was really interesting. I I think they saw me as this little little, little whippersnapper um, that could run too fast and, and get all the balls and things. So that was quite fun. 
And um, I'm also playing ice hockey every Monday night. I go and play ice hockey at local ice rink because again, it's a way of focusing on something that is not work. It just gets me out of the day-to-day. It gets me out of the house slash office, obviously, which is now my house, but it just gets me away from things. And that has been such a fantastic uh, tool to just focus on something else. Even going to school in the morning, we now ride the bike to Harvey School each and every morning, going for a run sometimes, going for literally a quick 30-minute run down the road. There's a small little forest, which is really, really nice to have a run through. It's actually quite fun discovering new areas when you're running. That's kind of a new little hobby is just run somewhere different that's in the middle of nowhere and um, try and get your way back (laughs) without getting lost. And, And that I found has been a really great way of avoiding burnout. So if you are overworked, overstressed, I would very, very highly recommend just booking, just start off with once a week, at least. Just start off with once a week, book something in, book an activity in like tennis or a sport activity if you can. I like sport because it's very difficult to think about work when you're doing sport because you're having to think about that sport. And that doesn't mean you sit down and watch sport, watch football or, or tennis or golf or cricket, whatever it is, but actually go and do it yourself because that is the thing that it keeps you fit for once, but it also keeps your mind fit because it's focusing on something, something else. And actually a complete offshoot of avoiding burnout and going to exercise and focusing on something else is that your subconscious will actually continue working and troubleshooting things in the background. And this is something very common that we have in the IT industry, of course, because we're constantly troubleshooting and fixing problems for customers. But um, we always encourage people to uh, we used to have a table tennis uh, ping pong table in our in our office, and so you'd find that you would have a difficult problem. You'd weirdly go up and, and have a game of table tennis. You know, getting pulled away from a problem that you're struggling to fix to go and play a game just sounded really counterintuitive. But whilst you're playing, you completely forget you're having fun. You play a game, but your mind is still continuing to work in the background. And actually, that then fixed a lot of problems because you come down, you sit back at your desk, and go, "Ah, I've had an idea," and then you can crack on with that. So yes, please do make sure you're taking time out to enjoy your own personal life, get your wife to come out for lunch every, you know, once a week, just something to completely switch off and um, just don't stress. Please don't stress. There's there's a lot more in life than stress. Easy to say when you've, been, you've sold your business and don't have one, I'm sure, but it's something I'm working towards in future with all my new businesses, which we'll talk about in the future podcast episodes and in how I'm building my businesses and, and how I'm doing them differently. And I think this is the one of the, the key things here is that I've kind of learned the mistakes. They're not mistakes, but I've, I've learned how I did it the first time, of course, because that's how I did it the first time. But I now know how to do it the second and the third and the fourth time to improve on each time. So I won't make as many, I won't make those particular mistakes again. I'm sure I'll make mistakes because I'm that kind of guy. Um, and mistakes are good because you learn from the mistakes. So making sure I'm doing things differently and I'll, I'll talk about how I'm doing them slightly differently to, to automate things, to spend less time in the business and making sure I'm working on the business. There's lots of tips and tools around that. So I'll get onto that a bit more. But otherwise, that is everything for this week. Thanks for listening to the Not A Business Coach podcast. Make sure to visit the website, petematheson.co.uk, where you can hear previous episodes and check out all of the show notes, of course. If you enjoyed the show, please do tell a friend, rate and review this on iTunes as that it really, really does help me out. And honestly, I don't think I have a single rating yet on iTunes because this is such a new show and because I've been so lazy at uploading new episodes. So if you could take your precious time to do that, I would be so, so grateful. Follow me at Pete Matheson on Twitter. I'm at Not A Business Coach on Instagram. And do keep your eyes out for the next development on the Not A Business Coach front. We're, we're soon going to be officially launching that to help all sorts of businesses. So thanks again for listening and we'll see you in the next one. Bye-bye.